Welcome, sports fans, to the latest SNM production of the Sunday Night Sports Nerd Show. It is the most absurd 90 minutes of anything goes smack talk and a whole lot more. Every Sunday night, the sports nerd joins forces with three charismatic co-hosts who are a select group of sports nerds with attitude that are known in nerd nation as the Rampack. We are far the most loudmouth, smack-talking nerds around, coming at you with some sick rips and rants, which may be just enough to make you your pants. So listen up, nerd nation, let's rise and welcome the legend himself. He is the founder, he is the host, and he is the star of the Sports Nerd Show. Coming to you live, straight out of Lakeland, Florida, Scott, the Sports Nerd Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Nerd. Hello, everybody. Another Sunday. All right. Who's, who's that going here? There you go. Okay. We're good now? We're good now. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Nerds, uh, the technological marvel that it is. Uh, I am your host, Scott, the Sports Nerd, right? And along with my co-host, Mr. Elliot Biggie Lamba, Bill's Mafia member, John G. Olson. And Ken, how about them Cowboys, Mr. Coslo? In the words of pretty Boom Boom Washington, I <laughs> uh, We will discuss the week that was in the world of sports, and we are live each and every Sunday night on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and on the blockchain courtesy of Vim.tv. If you miss a live broadcast, you can watch the replays on Spotify, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and on the blockchain via PD. Uh, we have a special, show tonight. Uh, a special show tonight. At the top of the hour, we will be joined by <coughs> Ron Gallo, friend of the show for years and our resident hockey guru, to discuss the drive-up and the lead-up to the NHL playoffs. So we're going to start the first, first half hour. Gentlemen. Yes, Anthony. Yes, we Anthony, you. we can see you. Yes, you can see. We can see you, Anthony. Yes. How you doing, Anthony? Good to see you. Also, Jamal, how you doing? We got five already, Hello. guys. That's, I'm happy with that. That's good Excellent. Day. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So, gentlemen, still free agency going on with the NFL. So, good signings this week. Uh, I mean, the Browns signed Marquis Godwin. I'm happy with that. He's moved past his prime, but I'm happy with that. Um, should be a good addition uh to to the roster um john we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week how do you think about uh the fact that the, the the bills re-signed your 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 very one of your favorite players um uh, the, the safety. Poyer. 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 jordan Poyer. they re-signed him Poyer. oh you happy about that john well yeah i mean they got him for like the hometown discount of hometown discounts right <laughs> um two years so him and Micah get to run it back, which, yep. you know, I didn't want them to go out like they did, like right. seeing one of them not be able to play with the other one. Um, th- th- dude, it's it's great. Um, I mean, th- oh, jeez, dude. I, do How much time we got before Ron gets here? Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about Damian Harris, too, right? I love that signing. Like, okay. <laughs> If he gets hurt, it's whatever, but it's 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 a low flyer risk. I'm a huge Damian Harris fan. I can say that now because he's not on the Patriots. Um, <laughs> very happy. I think that is a great signing. It's an underrated one of those Brandon Bean small 
tweaks to the lineup, which is great. I mean, that's a three-headed monster now. I think that I think that's a really solid running game now. Um, you just need the O line, and we went and uh, and signed a couple guys. Uh, yep. That McGovern guy, Ken. You tell me, man. He's a cowboy, dude. Uh, what's he like? I mean, uh, if he can stay healthy, he'll be a pretty pretty decent job for you. Yeah, that was staying healthy. You resigned Questenberry. Yeah. You resign Questenberry. That's it. See, it's all death pieces. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts over the past week, obviously, with all the DeAndre Hopkins drama. Yes. Um, but the the one thing is that this is what football fans always freak out about. During the offseason, they complain when there's depth signings. Mm. During the season, they complain that there is no depth on the team. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Good point. Yes, absolutely. So I like what we're doing. I like I I I want Hopkins. I want D Hop more than like I've ever wanted a player before. D Hop or OBJ? Oh, D Hop, like okay. ten times out of ten. Like, okay. please, where do I sign up? Um, I. I love the offseason so far. It's very low-key, but really good signings from, from, from Buffalo. I love the Poyer re-signing. Yep. Team-friendly. You get the two, arguably, the, the best sta- safety tandem in the league together again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm not trying. I, I like that we're underdogs, though. A lot of people are pooping on Buffalo. A lot of people have already given the division to Miami and New, New Jersey. Cool. We like that. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't even been traded yet, so there's right. Some, you know what so I'm they've they've written they've written off bills already, and I I like that. I I prefer that than being the big dogs. Sean know? McDermott did an interview with one of the people I follow on Twitter, and I forget who it was. Um, it, it's some it's one of the female reporters, and they and, and they stressed and talked about Josh Allen and how how many hits he's been taking uh, yeah, yeah, the that. last couple of yeah. years. Um, and that you know is is he concerned about that? Is he is he going to make adjustments on that? And he's like, yeah, we got to make adjustments. He, I mean, as much as we love what Josh Allen does and brings to the team, um, we need to figure out a way for him to stop taking so many hits. Yeah. Um. The, I mean, it's it's. I mean, and you and you and I have talked. We've all talked about this, John. You know, they're counting too much on what Josh Allen can do to get them over the hump and get them wins. Well, and what, Elliot? That's easy. Establish the fucking running game. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Or, or, devil's advocate, or build up the pass protection so that Josh can do what Josh mm-hmm. can do really well. Yeah. Not only can Josh, it. you know, like, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's, yes, establish the run game and give him pass protection, which is yeah. O-line. So the thing is, is that the, if you establish the run game, that's going to open up the passing game. Yes, it does. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that that now think of this. This is what's got me all like, oh, oh, <laughs> cream in your jeans. Completely. <laughs> On one side, you've got Diggs. On the other side, you've got Hopkins. Yes. Wide threats, deep bombs, you name it, guys that can separate. D Hop can get anything. But Triple are you guaranteed? But are you guaranteed that Diggs is coming back? Yeah, they can't. They go, dude, that's thirty-five or forty million dollars. Oh, there's no. He's here for yeah, forever. And, and for he's the record, John, it was Judy Batista that I was talking about. Who the reporter that talked to Sean McDermott? 
Um, so he's a headache for defensive coordinators. He's one of the best in the league, and I don't want to take his personality away from him. But there needs to be an adjustment in that style of play, is what I specifically said to Judy. Absolutely, but you still want Allen to be able to do Allen things. Well, you still but want Josh is, to be Josh, right? Exactly. Right. But this is this is my 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 thought is is you've got Diggs and and Hopkins. You know, you know, and maybe, maybe, and maybe Hopkins. Now, what do you do in the? You've got all of that; those options of running back. You've got a healthy Dawson Knox who won't. You know, yes, he's going to be thinking of his family, but you got to remember his brother passed away like during training camp last mm-hmm. year. So mm-hmm. he's going to be able to focus on football. You have Khalil Shakir, who is the second coming, hopefully, of Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. You've got that. Hardy kid, who apparently is the the poor man's version of Tyreek Hill. I never saw any highlights of the dude, but apparently he's good. And then you got that dude that you took off of the Miami roster, which I anytime you can hurt an AFC East, I'm here for it. Sherfield, yeah, yeah. So that to me opens up the middle. That allows a lot more options because what you're gonna double team Diggs? Go ahead. (laughs) You're gonna double team D Hop? Go ahead. All day, I'm here for it. Let's. But this is very Buffalo. They won't do a thing. They'll get it all hyped up. It'll. The Buffalo Bills never make splashes. What everyone thinks they're gonna do. Like no one saw Von Miller signing with Buffalo. Last no, year. nobody. No, I agree. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Right. I mean, no one saw Micah Hyde signing with, with right. Buffalo when when it happened. I mean, right. Right. Buffalo doesn't fall into. Brandon Bean does these things. Personally, I think he should make it happen right and you know or do they do something crazy where they 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 trade up and they get that kid out of the the with the jsn dude i've never i don't know who he is he's that's college football dude apparently he's ohio state guy like really really like oh yes jackson smith and the jigma yeah apparently he's amazing i don't know but he that's the other are you from ohio state so you gotta walk with trepidation ohio state yeah. has a tendency of putting out great players at the college horrible level. quarterbacks he was, he was, when he was in high school when he was high school senior he was the number one wide receiver in the nation so i mean that's is he tall dude or is he like one of those slot He's like medium, medium height six six one maybe six two but mm. fast as hell and again the transition speed, it all you get him, uh, yeah. compared to, i mean even if but you, the, then Benny's on a rookie contract, right? Yeah, right. He will so be. that's that's the win. It's like, yeah. do you want D Hop or you? And I think it'll be easier to get D Hop than it would to trade up to get that kid. No, you're well, talking about you're talking about bad OSG. Well, Justin Fields is an Ohio State quarterback. He didn't do too bad last year, so we'll, we'll, we'll the jury is still out on that. Well, yeah, who who is an Ohio State quarterback? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. I just, anyways, that's my, my I mean, rant. He's no Arch Leister, don't get me wrong, but you know. <laughs> For those that remember Arch Leister? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Lots of fun. Yeah. Well, how about that Joshua Dobbs signing in Cleveland? Huh? I'm, I, I, I'm, all right. I'm good with that, too. Oh, you got Cooks. Didn't you You signed Brandon Cooks, right? Didn't yeah. Uh, no. no I Dallas got him. We no, got Dallas him. got Brandon Cooks. Who did you guys get? You guys we got, got um they got Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Free a lot. Good. I like him, and he's not on the Jets. Good. Go. They got Jordan Akins, the tight end from uh, Houston. Yeah. 
It, were, it actually played with Deshaun Watson, yes. Mm-hmm. In college. I love draft season. I love it. I don't know anything about all these college kids. It's great. I'm a complete blank slate, but let's go. Go Buffalo. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> go Buffalo. Well, the Robbie Goldier is over from the 49ers as they picked up Zane Gonzalez in a trade with the Panthers. Uh-huh. Who was the Golden sign with? We'll see. And they also picked off uh, center offensive guard John Feliciano from the Giants. Oh, Feliciano. And, of course, Sam Darnold is in the fold, which I think is a good pickup for them, considering Kyle Shanahan's ability to mold quarterbacks from nothing to something. And Jimmy G's going to get free sex in Las Vegas for the rest of his life. But it's all good. It's all good. Um, Kittle's happy they re-signed Ross Dwelly, the tight end. Yeah. They're pretty good friends. Yeah, and don't, and don't forget, we also got Marquis Godwin too, John. Brown. Love good. Flash. Love Flash. Marquis Goodwin got picked up. I mean, if he's going to be on your team, you better know. Marquis Goodwin, excuse me. Marquis Goodwin. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, Flash. Yes. And, you know, know, he's, I agree. He's, I mean, he's been in the league for what? He's 32 years old, so he's a little bit past his prime, but he still brings speed to the outside. I'm happy. I'm happy to have him. So, I mean, it is what it is, so. Uh, I, I like what the Browns have done in the offseason. And they're still they're still in the market for a defensive lineman. Um and they're eyeing uh the teammate of the offensive mm-hmm. lineman that they that they picked up today. Uh, and I forgot his name who the, who, the, who it was, but uh um they got an offensive lineman from the commanders and they're off there and they're eyeing one of their defensive linemen as well. And can't for the life of me remember the guy's name, but he's supposed to be a really stud defensive lineman, so we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, murmurs have it that Zeke might wind up with the Bengals. <laughs> Bengals or the or the Eagles. Or the Eagles well, or the he, Bengals would make sense because he played at Ohio State. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and with the Joe Mixon – Uncertainty going on yeah. in Cincinnati. Oh, Joe! You know he will be he'll be welcome sight in Cincinnati. I'm sure. Well, yeah, if he wants to, you know, if they want him running back that gains 1.5 yards a carry, yeah, not a problem. Yeah. Well, they're only gonna they probably use him for goal line because that he has that he's well, he was successful at goal line offense. Yes, you're right, Elliot. Yeah. So that ought to buy him a couple extra years in the league. Um, Cowboys, who'd they sign this week, anybody? Uh, just Cooks. No, um, they t- traded for Cooks, okay. Yeah, traded for Cooks. Um, they got Ronald Jones, too, right? Yeah, Ronald Jones. Um, he's going to take uh, Zeke's place, it looks like. Um, All right. so yeah, Clark, he makes a good point. The best receiver in the country right now is, whoop, that's the wrong one. <laughs> 
Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr., but he cannot. He can, he's not eligible for the draft this year. He has to wait another year before he can be eligible for the draft. He's only a sophomore. Um, he's going to be highly touted coming out of, coming out of uh, school next year. He really is. He's. Terrell he, Edmonds went to Philly. Yeah, I think that was what it was, wasn't it? That secondary looks pretty good. Think. They got Bradbury, Slay, Greedy Williams, Sorrell Edmonds, and Justin Evans. Mm. Not a bad defensive backfield. Nope. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, what else going on? The draft in about five weeks. Yep. yep. Can't wait. It's our regular, our, our yearly tradition to watch draft day. To watch draft day, yes. Yeah. Correct. Right. Are we doing a show again? Do you want to do a draft show, guys? Sure. I don't know what's going on if I'm here. I mean, or not. I don't yeah. care because the Browns don't have a first round pick, so it doesn't bother. It doesn't matter to me. We're at twenty seven, and either we're going up or we're going down. We're not yep. sticking at twenty seven, guaranteed. I mean, we, I mean, put it out there. If the, if the consensus is that we want to do a draft show, we'll do a draft show Thursday night when it when it starts. We can do that. Just plan it. We're doing it there. Okay. Done. Done. Perfect. We can at least do the top. <laughs> 20 or 15 or 20, you know, yeah, 20. sure, yeah, man, yeah, which won't be in the league in three years, but yeah, okay, we can do that. Who? Oh, yeah. But it's interesting, it'll be interesting to see who teams like Carolina pick and right. yeah, the Carolina, the whole Carolina thing has got me, got me interested because I mean, the rumors are still flying, they're going to draft down, they're going to they're move down again. They're going to move down out from the top pick. But I don't Why would you trade all that shit to move down? I, that's, I don't that's what I don't understand. But then again, this is Carolina, so, yeah. you know, you can't expect too much. Yeah, was, I saw this today too, Brett, that Sean Payton is not saying Jerry, Judy, and Sutton are not being traded. So there's that too. If Payton says that, then you can count on it. <laughs> Yeah, Clark, they did. They were, they were drooling over Harrison at the pro day. But they went over, they went, they went to see uh, JSN, and they were, they were drooling over Marvin Harrison. See, the Giants picked up Paris Campbell from uh, Indy. Mm-hmm. They also signed Jamison Crowder. He's not a bad receiver. Yeah. So, Will Levis has apparently had a good pro day. I mean, he didn't, he didn't blow the doors off anybody, but I guess he had a good pro day. Houston's been on the move, though. The Texans, they've been making moves. Yeah, man, they signed Singletary. Yeah. At a bargain price, too. Oh, it was like one something, or I don't even know. Well, Singletary wasn't exactly, you know, running ramshot over defensive either. <laughs> no, but that's also the scheme that Buffalo had. Buffalo's offensive line was awful. And the fact that Josh Allen's running all the time. Yeah, true, exactly. true. <laughs> and James Cook is there. Right. He was stealing a lot from Singletary there towards the second half of the season. But mm-hmm. Carolina's not bad. I mean, they picked up Miles Sanders. They just signed Carolina's been making a lot of moves leading up to the draft. I mean, they've done a really good job of doing of getting them getting tools to help whichever quarterback they decide to go with. They got Hayden Hurst from yep. uh, Cincinnati. Yep. They picked up Thielen. Mm-hmm. So, that was a good pick by that was a good that was a good trade for Carolina getting Thielen back at back at home. Yep. And they got Bob, they got Von Bell in the secondary. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they need to have some wideouts because they traded awesome. DJ Moore. So right. they, oh, yeah. they picked somebody yeah. up, though. I can't remember who it was, but they picked somebody up besides Thielen. So. And you are not going to be half bad either. So is Carolina going to be the NFC South favorite, or is it going to be New Orleans? It's got, well, it won't be Tampa with Baker Mayfield in their center. Let me tell you that right oh, now. Oh, you don't hate on Baker. He's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's awesome. Baker's amazing. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing against him, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh, it's exciting. That's usually what his opponents say. <clears throat> he's amazing. We love him. And now he has his face on the Buccaneer logo. Yeah, DJ <laughs> Shark. Yeah, that's right, Clarky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shark. That's, that's who it was, DJ Shark, yeah. DJ Shark, yeah. Yeah, he used to play for Jacksonville too, right? Yep. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Another and, uh, Bobby Wagner goes back to Seattle. Yep. That hurt. I was after hoping the, he would come to Buffalo. Come to Dallas. You gotta love that stuff, man. Coming back home thing. That's very rare in the NFL, right? Yes. Like, doesn't happen that often. Only, only, only on a one-day contract, though, John. That's when they come back home. Right. Well, last year we we got Jordan Phillips back and Shaq Lawson. Mm-hmm. Right. We did that last year. They came back. I hope we get Phillips again. I I hope they sign both of them personally. Yeah. They're they're great depth pieces. Well, Jordan Phillips is amazing when he's healthy. But um, will there be a reemergence of Michael Thomas in New Orleans? Or I highly yeah. doubt it. You know. <sighs> I mean, he's got. I mean, he's got. A, he's got. A, he's got a decent quarterback throwing the ball now. So I mean, it, you know, he's he's been he's been injured in the last two seasons. So I don't know. If you, I don't know if you've seen the meme or not, but Derek Carr. That's not even. I mean, that's that's not a major. You know what I'm saying? Because Derek Carr is not exactly a top-rated quarterback. He's not elite. He's in that. He's in he's that. Not, he's on the fringe of maybe. He's like he's he's got that Kirk Cousins type game. You know what I'm saying? Where what did they say, what'd that meme say between the Raiders uh, that they made about the Raiders replacing Derek Carr with Jimmy G is like replacing Jimmy G with Derek Carr. Correct. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, Brett, that's because there's 54 better than him. Yeah, yeah well, Cam Newton's not going to get a job in the NFL anytime soon. It's not going to happen. You think these guys go like, I should just go to the CFL? Yeah. Make make a million well, bucks. you know what? And they got the, you, got the C, you got the CFL, plus you've got now the XFL and the USFL. So yeah, how, how, long, how long do those two last this time, though? Like, Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. There's been a lot of – a lot of um, – Fan interest in the XFL. I mean, the, the John Dwayne Johnson's done a fantastic job of promoting this league. He's taking his name and going all in on this league, uh, calling it the home of the fifty fours. Meaning, he, what he means by that is you're referencing the fact that an NFL team has fifty three people, fifty three start, fifty three players on it and the roster, and that those fifty fours are the guys that just barely didn't make it. So that's what that's how he's he's promoting this league. But, he's done a fine job. He's done a really good job. I know, I know. But <clears throat> this is this is my thing, and this is I'm. You know me, okay? I'm not, I'm not a CFL guy. Oh, no, I know that. I know like, that. But 
I've got to stick up for this league. It's got a storied history, yes. 100 plus years of history. Yes. Yeah. It never has to worry about attendance inside of Canada. You go to yep. any game in the CFL and it's rampacked. Yep. They have a TV deal up here. They also show on like ESPN Ocho or whichever, you know, I mean, ESPN Plus, yeah. This is what this is why I've always said that the CFL should be a feeder system for the a farm team system, some type yes. of because it's a it's a well good league, man. This is what I see, John. If the CFL would go in cahoots with the NFL, the NFL could feed the billions and billions of money that they that they make every single year and feed it to the CFL to <clears throat> for, for contracts or whatever. And that could be a feeder league into the NFL, and it would also stabilize the CFL if they, for some reason, were getting into financial trouble. It's cha- change the brand. Don't call it the Canadian Football League. Call it the Continental Football League. I don't care. I'm, yeah. That's not yeah. the point. Is is like look at what the, what was the CFL famous for for the past thirty years? Like what what type of game was it? Well, it's three downs and three downs on exactly. It's a passing league, is what exactly. It is. Now yeah. tell me what the NFL has done for the past five passing. to ten years. Yep. it's a passing league. The NFL yeah. is now a passing yeah. league. Yes. So that league could basically be this amazing feeder system for yep. the NFL. Hold your thoughts right there, ladies and gentlemen. Let me welcome in Mr. Ron Gallo. Good, another Canadian. Ron He'll Gallo. stick up for me here. Yes. From, oh, what's up, man? from the west coast of Canada. Long hey, but before you say anything, my condolences about your dog. I know yes. yes. Ago, yeah, they're just, they're not with us long enough, but uh, I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Mr. Gallo, it's been a long time. How you doing, sir? Good to see you. There must be something happening on the ice to bring me on board. I'm not sure. <laughs> it must be getting close to crunch time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely getting close. All right. My, my face is covered. Hang on a second. I can't. Ah, screw it. We'll just, we'll just leave it like it is. That's the best. That No, do it the no. other way. The other way. We'll yeah. do it this way. How's that? Okay. That was yeah, the, the restream logo is covering my face. Not that no, I'm it's covering, no, it's the, covering that, that awful logo of yours. That whatever you had on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was covering my head. Anyway. Um, Ron, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, we Thank are you. getting close to crunch time in the NHL. Um, oh, absolutely. I think we're into double digits for every team, or sorry, single digits, single digits for every team Correct. as far as uh, games remaining. Yeah, my first yeah. question to you is, can anybody stop the Buffalo? I mean, not Buffalo, but the, the Boston, Boston Bruins. Boston Boston Bruins. Bruins. Can anybody stop the Boston Everybody Bruins? stops the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, it's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was going to be one of the things I wanted to touch on. I mean, certainly the Boston Bruins have had an exceptional season this year. 56 wins, 11 losses, 5 overtime decisions, 117 points. And there's still games remaining for this team. Uh, they've done it. From the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster, they've got two exceptional goaltenders that are are very supportive of each other. And, you know, Boston has never been at the top of my top 30 in the NHL as far as teams (laughs) that I enjoy. But uh, I I will say this. Nobody on this screen likes any team from the New England area. I'm just going to let you know there's nobody on this screen that likes the any team. Hey, I was a diehard Hartford Whaler fan, okay? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Buck Foston. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Excuse me. I have to. I have to. I have to put a disclaimer in there. Kenny is a Boston Red Sox. Fan. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh that's right. Boston anyway. Yeah. And there you go, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, no, it's. Kenny is a Boston just, Red Sox fan. You know, he lives in. He lives. He lives in Arlington, in, in Texas. But he's a. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. Right. We can never figure that out. But that's okay. How that works, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, one of the best one of the best quotes that I heard from Brad Marchant, who is the agitator of the NHL right now, mm-hmm. he says there's nobody in the league that I hate because they're all on, on my team now. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just kind of I mean, obviously tongue in cheek, but he's talking about all of the trades that the Boston Bruins went through to kind of get the team that they have right now. Right. And it's it's very it's a very cohesive group. There doesn't seem to be any animosity in that uh, on that in that dressing room, on that bench, on the ice. Um, everybody's sticking up for one another. You think about um, a couple of the plays that were happening last week, and Brad Marchant was one of the first ones to jump in and defense of uh, in defense of his teammates. So I mean. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. You say who can stop the uh, Boston Bruins? I mean, there's only ten teams uh, that have really had an opportunity to stop them. Elliot, there's only one thing that I believe can stop the Boston Bruins, and that's winning the President's Trophy. Well, you, you know what? I mean, that's <laughs> let, let's talk about that because I mean that's almost a curse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just see the, just just look at the Lightning a few years ago when they won the president. They were out four straight against against Columbus, Columbus in the first round. So yeah, yeah. There's something I want to touch on with Columbus as well. By the way, in a moment, um, uh, it's one that's one of the things I wanted to talk about here today as I started the show. First of all, I want to thank you guys very much for inviting me to come in on your guys's broadcast and uh, participate in some of the analysis that we can do with the NHL. Ron, you, uh, you have an open door welcome anytime you want to come on the show. You, you know, you don't, you don't have to wait for us to ask you. If you want to come on the show, let us know. We don't, we don't get well, a lot I of people. certainly do appreciate it. The replays get a lot of views. That's that's what's important. Yeah. The replays do get a lot of, re, get, get a lot of reviews. So um, we're very proud of that fact. Um, but yeah, anytime you want to come on the show, don't wait for us to ask you, brother. Just 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 shout us out. We, you know, we'll, we'll get that group chat going on. Uh, we need to add you to that with Derek, and we'll get, we'll get you into that group chat. And whenever time you want to come on the show, just give us a holler. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on. Not a problem. Well, I certainly do appreciate that. I mean, because there's lots that's been going on in the NHL for the last little while, and yeah. certainly throughout the season. You look at uh, some of the uh, point productions that are coming out of some of these players. And hey, I'm going to look down at the bottom of the screen, and John's looking around, and he's got an interesting <laughs> logo on his hat. But you know, Connor McDavid is ten points away from seven, or sorry, ten goals away from a seventy-goal 70. season. That's something that hasn't happened since the early '90s. John loves him some, some Connor McDavid. He really does. And you know, yeah, and, and, you know, his other guys, Drysidel, and, dry and yeah. you know, so I mean, and Nooch. I mean, Nooch, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He's got plenty of other propaganda. For I know, Ron. I'm looking Ron, forward Ron, to this, man. Know. I'm looking forward to this, yeah. man, because you know, Oilers and I'm all for. You, you know, though. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't want to stick too much on the Edmonton Oilers. Like I said, I didn't want to focus on too many teams, but you, you know, the Edmonton Oilers they do have you know some huge numbers in a couple of players, but. Evander Kane last night showed where there's some deficiencies in that roster for the Edmonton Oilers. In overtime, he allowed 
the uh, Vegas Golden Knights forward to stand untouched and get a backhand shot, pick up the rebound, and put in the forehand winner in overtime as he skated from the corner to the back of the net. Never once did he go and try and engage to try. A well, they were move. on. They were on the ice for a minute fifty. Like each of them, they didn't get off. You, they should have been off the ice. Like. 45 seconds. He still earlier. skated the distance that needed to be skated in order to get a stick in that lane and maybe deflect that puck or stop that puck or stop Roy from uh, getting that shot away. Anyways, all I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, no team is perfect. And when you look at the teams from the West, when you look at the teams from the East and you try and envision who's going to have a matchup on paper, and it's way too soon yet. It's way too soon yet. But it would be really easy on paper to look at somebody like the Edmonton Oilers or the Vegas Golden Knights coming out of the West to take on the Boston Bruins. But the Boston Bruins, they've got to get through a couple of teams. And you can't look past some of those teams that are in the top of the Metropolitan Division as well. Carolina has 100 um Sorry, has 103 points. New Jersey has 100 points. Mm -hmm. New Jersey didn't start off very hot. New Jersey was one of those cold teams at the beginning of the season and turned it around after the American Thanksgiving. It's very rare that you have teams at the American Thanksgiving that are not in the top 16 actually work their way in. And New Jersey is one of those teams that did that this year. And now they're sitting with 100 points and they are sitting in second place in the Metropolitan Division, uh, third overall in the Eastern Conference. And when you look at the West, there's no teams that have 100 points. Uh, The top team is the Vegas Golden Knights with 98. You follow that up with Los Angeles. There's another sleeper team that's had a really good second half as the Los Angeles Kings. And if you think back to when they won the Stanley Cup, they squeaked in to the uh, wild card spot and ended up running away with it all and uh, winning that uh, winning that season and, and hoisting the cup at the end of the year. So right now, when we are looking at eight, nine games remaining, what everybody's kind of focusing on right now is that wild card race. And in the West, the Seattle Kraken have a great opportunity sitting with 88 points. The Winnipeg Jets are fighting to stay in that second wild card position. They are four points up on the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames have started to come around and the other teams have started to falter. You know, you look at the Nashville Predators, the St. Louis Blues, the Vancouver Canucks, and now all of a sudden you are in the basement of the NHL. I I, I, I was East. in Calgary last Go week ahead, and, and I took a really good picture of the Saddle Dome. I think I took a pee on it just like I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Patriots field in Gillette Yeah. The love, the love, like I feel. I, I, this is, it's almost a segue, maybe. It's, 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 I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, and it's only because um, uh, John brought up going to an NHL game in Calgary. Uh, last night at our junior hockey game here in Prince George, the uh, 50-50 jackpot got up to $144,000. Nice. So, of course, I'm thinking, $72,000. What would I do with that? I'm like, I'd definitely go to an NHL game, and it would have to be the Edmonton Oilers that I would, <laughs> would, would take in. And the reason why that you know, means something to me, maybe doesn't mean much to you, is because Edmonton is eight hours away from me. Vancouver is eight hours away from me. So I've got to try and figure out which one I'm going to go to. Mm. The Calgary 
uh, flames. They're 10 hours away just because of the, the way you have to travel. I, well, I mean, dude, I let me. I'm a little biased, obviously, but Connor and Leon are worth the price of admission. Like, dude, they really are. It's a, like what we're witnessing right now. And this is one of the times I got to remind myself because we had the decade of darkness in Edmonton and it was just, it was awful. And we were, we would get like a goal a game and we'd be celebrating. Like, this is a, absolutely amazing to watch. And I know, I know we don't want to go too much, but. I, it's just it's one of those times where you're gonna look back and go like, oh man, do you remember when this guy played? Like that's what's happening right now, and just soak it up. Like it's just it's, you know, just amazing to watch. Well, how many know, goals does Drysaddle have now? Oh, Drysaddle from your guys's forty-five. From your guys's 45? perspective, you guys understand the importance of March Madness when it comes to basketball. You guys understand the hype that is with college football mm-hmm. and you're you're looking at greatness that's about to play in the professional leagues in canada it's the it's the canadian hockey league it's the junior hockey league and if you look back to eight years ago it was connor mcdavid that was lighting the lamp and doing all kinds of stuff in the uh, canadian hockey league mm-hmm. this year it's another connor it's connor Arr. bedard and yeah, he has 143 points. He scored his 71st goal yesterday and has uh, 72 assists as well. I got a question now, about him. The... Do you think he's okay, too... go ahead. Do you think he's too small? No. Um I know what you're thinking. I know what you're you're trying to get at, but if we can go back to the Calgary Flames for a second, I mean, look at Theron Fleury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was told he was too small to play hockey. Connor McDavid's not being told, sorry, Connor Bedard's not being told that he's too small to play hockey. Um, I think what it is is people are worried if the, you know, the wheels are going to come off the bus because he's been having such an exceptional couple of seasons. Right. But here's the interesting thing. Number two with point production right now is a guy named Jordan Dumai. And Jordan plays for the Halifax Mooseheads. Why is this important? Because last year he was in the NHL entry draft and was chosen by the Columbus Blue Jackets. For those of you that are following along, you know that uh, the NHL has a draft lottery Mm -hmm. and the person or the team rather that's in the bottom of the standings has the best opportunity to pick first overall. (laughs) Last year, that was the Montreal Canadiens and they ended up going with... um, they didn't go with the person everybody thought they were going to go with. But anyways, the team this year right now that's sitting in the basement with 53 Columbus. points is the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's it's possible, it is very likely that next year, if the Columbus Blue Jackets win the NHL draft lottery pick and pick first, and they go with Connor Bedard, they could have two of the top point producers that have been playing in the Canadian Hockey League this year with Connor Bedard and Jordan Dumas. Looks like Chicago and San Jose are also down there in the bottom. Well, they are. And I mean, the thing is, is that nobody wants the golf score, but they are down there. San Jose has 53 points as well as Columbus, uh, but Chicago in the basement at uh, 54. I think uh, I had the list here. Um, Yeah, San Jose, Columbus, Chicago, then Anaheim at 56. And then Montreal at 64. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of mathematically at that place where it's going to be next to impossible to be able to win the draft lottery. Um, it's the top seven teams that have the best opportunity to be able to move into the top spot. And that's Arizona and Philadelphia. 
Um, I just don't think that that's going to happen just because of the way the math works. You never see anybody outside of the top three end up with that top pick. And then uh, the rest of the basement includes the Vancouver Canucks, the Detroit Red Wings and the St. Louis Blues. This is a little bit of a shock for the St. Louis Blues. I mean, not that long ago, they were hoisting the Stanley Cup. Ago, I think two or three years ago, yeah, they were hoisting the Cup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they hoisted it the year before Tampa Bay did, and Washington was the year before that, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Is that good for the league if Bedard goes to Columbus? Or do you think he'd be better suited to a place like San Jose or something like that? Or well, See, that's well, the one downfall about the whole draft system, is that it's the basement team that ends up with the best player. Yeah. And – from our perspective here in Canada, we watched Edmonton have five years of top picks. <laughs> Sorry. And and Eight. yeah, and teams teams started questioning what have they know, done with those what, picks? What's That's the purpose the of this? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to end up in the basement so they can have that top pick. Um, I know what you're saying, but yeah. you think about Riley Nash. Riley Nash came from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You think about some of these players that did go as a first round pick and then they were able to change that team and bring them around. If Connor Bedard along with Jordan Demai are able to do something similar in Columbus over the next couple of years, then maybe it's not a bad thing, but it's like, where, where would you want Connor McDavid to have been drafted? If not the Edmonton Oilers, where would you want Connor Bedard to be drafted? If not, the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Chicago Blackhawks or the San Jose Sharks. Well, for, for McDavid, it was between like Buffalo and, and Edmonton. Right. I mean, now yeah, we saw what happened to Jack Eichel got ran out of town. (laughs) Essentially Jack Eichel was uh, years ago. New York was being bashed for two things. Number one, they were a retirement club for the NHL. Everybody that was ready to retire was playing their last year in the New York franchise. But they also got a lot of criticism for the amount of goaltenders they were burning up. For some reason, they were just burning through goaltenders and they were bringing in these young, Mm -hmm. positive prospects to play goal and burning them out. And then these goaltenders would never amount to anything. And then then the question was, what the hell's going on? That was right after Lundqvist retired, wasn't it? Before. It was actually before Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist was um, perhaps that last goaltender, and it's really unfortunate. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on this one, Kenny, but Lundqvist is actually, he doesn't consider himself a New York Rangers alumni. Wow. I mean, he is. Wow. But he doesn't do anything for the team because he really thinks that the team sewered his opportunity to become a Stanley Cup champion. Mm. Wow. So I do want to do a little bit more research on that. But, uh, I mean, you think of Mark Messier, and he is God in New York. Yeah. In Madison Square Gardens, Mark Messier is God. The one guy that John really wants to hate the most is Mark And they they named our street after him here. I mean, what kind of – come on, Mark. Uh, you know what, John? You and I have a lot of similarities because I John just, really I hates Mark Messier. He really can't stand Mark Messier. No, it's not that I hate, dude. It's not that I hate him. It's just like he's an oiler. Like, yeah. you know, I get it. You won yeah. a cup with the Rangers. How many yeah. you win in Edmonton? There's a road named yeah. after you, Bucko. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, anyway. the one that eats me up is that, uh, you know, he goes and signs with the Vancouver Canucks right. with yep. John Tortorella. Yeah, and yeah. I'm from the province of British Columbia. The Vancouver Canucks are kind of our provincial hockey team, if you will. Right. Um, but, you know, for 10 years after Mark Messier left, we were still paying a contract for that yeah. man. And it was just like, you ruined our team. You sent Trevor Linden packing. You did nothing for for the club itself except line your own pockets. And here you are still collecting a paycheck 10 years later while you're touting the New York Rangers. The as Bobby Bonilla of ever. NHL. Alex Rodriguez <laughs> yeah. of NHL. Yeah. You have, you have to you know, know I'm not I, a Rangers I, fan. Now you know <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. Well, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, and and not, to, not to change that, but I just found out today that Ken Griffey Jr. is still being paid by the Cincinnati yeah. Reds. Yeah. <laughs> He's under the Bobby Bonilla rule. Yes. <clears throat> For a contract yeah. well, he signed in 2000. <laughs> can, I, can I get something back Jeez. on uh, Ron uh, on Boston right quick? Um, I realize you know you talked about the 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 curse of the presidential trophy and everything. Um, it's not so much they're winning these games; they are absolutely destroying these teams. Yes, and uh, they they won yeah. a game like ten to two the other day. Well, they, they only beat the Bolts by one, one by one goal the other night, so I'm happy with the two. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. which which team has beaten Boston again? Sorry. Uh, that would be Edmonton, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know the answer. I just guessed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because you brought in, up in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Chances are he yeah, brought it up. Yeah, right, Elliot. Exactly. Um, I'm As have, you know, there's lots of stats in sports. Okay. One stat. Just to support. If it was Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, let me ask you. It's a personal note. What is going on with the Lightning? They're, I mean, they've lost four in a row. They're inconsistent, but yet they've got some of the best talent on, on this team that in, in all of the NHL. What the hell's going on with the Lightning? Have you been following that or have you been looking at it? I've been looking at it often for a couple of reasons. John Cooper is actually has roots from Prince George, which is my hometown. Yeah. Uh, John Cooper is the head coach of the Tampa Bay been, Lightning. So For 10 years, he's been the coach of the Lightning. Yes, he's been a coach now for 10 years. Yeah. So if Tampa Bay is doing something and it makes, uh, you know, ripples in the water, then you kind of pay attention. And and you're right. I mean, that is that is something that's kind of interesting. They are on a four-game losing streak right now. Um, and they're losing against some teams that you would not expect them to lose against. Now, if they were sitting up at the top of the uh, league and – and we're just kind of nursing a few things along the way, that'd be one thing. But they're only seven points up. That's four games. They're only seven points out of being relegated to a wild card right. spot. Um, they're not They're not sitting with home ice advantage right now. Nope. They are five points back of home ice advantage. Mm -hmm. So they have reasons to play to win simply for the home ice advantage. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting because you look at it and they just seem to be a little out of sync. And for me, we talked about Boston having solid goaltending pairing. Vasilevsky's looked human I, the last few games, the last couple of months. I think Tampa Bay is starting to show their, their age, actually. Okay. You know, all through the entire roster, they're showing their age. And I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
um, if they can, you know, button it up in time for the postseason and maybe do the exact opposite that happened to them a few years ago where they were sitting as the cream of the crop and got ousted by an underdog. Yeah. Maybe Tampa Bay comes in. You, you, you talked about being human. Maybe Tampa Bay comes in as an average team with lower odds and they're able to button it all up and get it done. And, and then they'll end up bouncing out a top team. Mm-hmm. They do have one advantage. They, they might open up with Toronto. So that's... <laughs> Tampa Bay does seem to have Tampa Bay does seem to have their their way with teams like the Montreal Canadiens mm-hmm. and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But yeah, um, real quickly, I want to go back to one little point that Kenny was touching on: uh, the goal differential. That stat hugely in favor of the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. Their goal differential is positive 118. Yeah, that's what Clark he just posted. Yes. Unbelievable. 118. And when you look, the New Jersey Devils have a plus 55. That's the next closest team in the East. The closest team in the West, plus 47. Like, they are three times, they are scoring three times the amount of goals as other teams. Jesus. They, they could conceivably score 300 goals this year. They're only 25 away Man, from that, Kevin. That's insane. That's just insane. Unbelievable. Can we talk right? for a second about a team we haven't really spoken about yet? And that's my um, Dallas, Dallas Stars. Um, well, the Dallas Stars, they're kind of an anomaly. Now, they're are. sitting there. They, they have 92 points. They're tied with the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche, of course, are the defending Stanley Cup champions from last year. Um, they are sitting above a wild card spot by four points. The Seattle Kraken is trying to catch them, but they would have to catch uh, Edmonton first simply because of the yeah. way the divisions are lined up. Actually, Minnesota. Uh, Winnipeg would have place. to catch Dallas. Minnesota's Winnipeg would have to be the first, team. Yeah. Sorry? Minnesota's actually moved into first. No. Yeah, I was talking first in the wild card. Yeah. Oh, I'm the wild card. Okay, yeah. Minnesota's got 92, yeah, yeah. Colorado 92, and Dallas 92 in the in the. Uh, yeah, so central. when you look at it, Dallas is not in a situation that, you know, that they need to be fearful, except for the fact that it's so tight. It's mm-hmm. so tight in the West, and it's extremely tight in the Central Division. Uh, there's one point separating three teams. There's five points separating four teams. So, you know, it's 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 very, very close for the Dallas Stars. And the Dallas Stars are playing good hockey. They lost last night, big deal. Um, they are playing good hockey. They're playing better than 500 um, uh, away from home, mm-hmm. and which way better than 500 hockey, actually, yeah. away from home. Yeah. And um, uh, 500 hockey or a little bit better also at home. So when you look at their records, the Dallas Stars are going to be one of those teams that – is going to be fighting for a home ice advantage right. to start the first round. And I have my thoughts about that, by the way, and you guys can chime in. But Dallas is going to be fighting for home ice advantage for the first round. But this is a team that it, they, they should end up winning their round, whoever they meet, in six or seven games. That's the catch. If it's seven games, right. it comes down to anybody can win. Right Now, home ice advantage. I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on this. For me... First round, I don't want home ice advantage. I want to actually start on the road. The reason why you get that split on the road, you've now stolen home ice advantage in the first round and brought momentum back to your building. 
It's mm, a good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with him. Good point. Um, Brett brings up a question for you, Ron. Does having a young Armstrong as part of management team that will also see Detroit uh, Steve Eiserman serve an associate role, help Canada for the upcoming men's world hockey championships in Finland? I believe that's kind of the reasoning behind all of that. It allows him to be able to have a little bit more time to focus on Team Canada mm-hmm. uh, because it does kind of reduce his role, reduce his input, reduce the amount of workload that he has with the Detroit Red Wings. So I believe that that might be the reasoning behind it. I mean, certainly. Uh, no team is going to say that that's the reason why, because, uh, you know, uh, whether another member of the executive is on their way out or is looking to be able to do something more with another team, whether it be another team in the NHL or another national team. Um, speaking of which, this debate came up uh, in Canada not too long ago. I'm sure John heard about it. It comes as um, on the heels of the World Baseball Challenge. Championship, yeah. And Connor, Mc, Connor McDavid was quite outspoken saying that that's something that uh, I'm putting words in his mouth, but essentially that's what he was saying is that we need that for hockey. We need to have something similar with hockey. Where I'm going with this, though, the debate was about Russia. You can't have a World Hockey Championship without a team from Russia. Well, I don't uh, I don't anticipate that happening. No. Yeah, no. no I, I, persona non- I don't Especially not. in the current yeah. climate. Yeah, you're right. It's not going to happen yeah, right now. No. Right now. Okay. So something else that's been brewing in the NHL, and it started with the uh, Philadelphia <coughs> Flyers. They had a pride night. Yep. Mm. And you wear a special jersey only during the pregame skate, but you wear a pride jersey. Since then, there has been three teams that have had players step forward. One did not. The goaltender did not put on his pride jersey and participated in the pregame skate. And there's been two other players that have Mm -hmm. talked about doing the same thing, not going to do it. I don't want to get political. Right. But I do, I do wonder, I do wonder if we're going to start seeing something a little bit more like this, because there's the argument that if you're trying to be all inclusive, should you not also be defending a player's decision not to participate by wearing a jersey? It's, it's, it's that catch 22, like, can you have it both ways or does it have to be one way? And, and it's a, it's a very contentious issue and it's going to end up coming out to the uh, forefront. No different than what happened to um, uh, the football uh, quarterback. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yes. Um, It's, it's going to be no different than that because some players are going to make the stand that it's against their religious beliefs. It doesn't mean that they don't accept. It just means that they don't want to encourage it. Not to, yeah. I, I think they're going to tackle this in the off season. I think the NHLPA will have a big sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope just what you mentioned is what happens. If someone doesn't want to participate, they don't have to. If they want to, they can. 
I hope that. I like freedom of choice. I like freedom of religion. I like freedom of, if you have an opinion, you are allowed to have it. Right. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. You know? So, I, that's what I would like to see. I would agree. Yeah, you know what? Who knows how it's going to go, though? You know, you know I, 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 I lean towards the, 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 the acceptance of, of, of the pride jerseys, and I really don't see a problem if someone wants to not partake in those in those um in those um activities simply because correct Brett they're they're not hurting anybody. Yeah. They're not hurting me if they don't partake. They're not hurting the, the LGBT population if they don't. They're just making a choice on their own exactly. personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know what Ron saying? said I think holds true. It's the same analogy as if you can you can have what you can practice whatever religion you want to practice. And it doesn't hurt me if you want to be Christian, Muslim, whatever. Okay. It doesn't hurt me if you want to be if you want to be an atheist or 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 even a Satanist for goodness sake, because it doesn't affect me and what I do. Okay. Um, when you try to push those beliefs on other people forcibly that's where i have the issue okay we're not forcing this participation on any player in the nhl they're not doing that if they, they don't want to partake then so be it that's that's they, their choice they, but they kind of are forcing it that's the whole point well you know and that's they're going about it wrong way because they're pressuring yeah these players know. are getting bad press because yeah. they're not partaking and therefore they're they're being looked at and and, and being pictured as the bad guy in this whole situation. I I, I agree with you there, Which John. is the problem. Yes, and that is a problem. The, the one thing, and I, I don't know that I can close this discussion off with just this comment, <laughs> but what I'm going to say is, is that we're all old enough to remember the days where we could look at one another, know that we had a difference of opinion, mm-hmm. but still be able to go out and have a beer together and have yeah. fun and, and enjoy life. Exactly. Even though we knew even though we knew that that person had a different opinion. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy how it's turned, huh? Isn't it? Absolutely. Isn't it a madness? Because, you know, not trying to get too political, but that's exactly it. Like, I could completely disagree with your beliefs on something, but you know what? We can still go and have a drink. You know, I I think think your hockey team is awful. You think mine is awful. Doesn't matter. You know? Like, it's it's insanity, man. We do it here all the time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so anyways, let's let's try and go back to on the ice. And I'll just say this. I mean, there is about two weeks of hockey left. So things are going to be interesting. It's 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 funny because these games that are being played today are no more or no less important than the games that were being played in November. But certainly there's a lot more attention on the games and what happens today. Right. So if a team wins or a team loses, all of a sudden you're doing the math and you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit, now they're one point away from being <laughs> uh, kicked out of the wild card. You know? uh, so you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs right now playing the Nashville Predators. They've got a 3-2 lead with a minute to go. I mean, that, that's a huge game. The reason why it's a huge game is because you've got a team from the East and a team from the West, and they're both fighting for that one or two spots that uh, you know, will make a difference with the points. 
Um, Toronto is never going to catch Boston, but the importance of their points today is that they move two more points ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning if sure. they win. Fight the Nashville down. Predators, yeah, the Nashville Predators, they are 80, they're at 80 points. They are five away from slipping into that wild card spot. Those are two huge points, but you know what? They had a game that they played in November and they played like shit and they lost and nobody said anything about those two points that were lost. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. So anyways, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the, the games are extremely important right now. Yep. Um, and everybody's going to be looking very, very closely at all of them and all of the, uh, you know, the results. Uh, here's, here's a great example. You guys might've seen it earlier today, but we were talking about Carolina with their 103 points in Boston with 119. Everybody's looking at Boston, but you can't count out or discount the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina loses, but they lost in a shootout. So the final score was 4-3 in, in favor of the Boston Bruins. No, let me you know, Arizona Coyotes, another one. Arizona Coyotes are a team that are not going to make the postseason, They're, but they can certainly play spoiler for some other teams. You know, John, well, John's got a point, though. Why is this franchise still in the NHL? Move it to Houston and call oh it a God. day. <laughs> move okay. it to Houston. Okay. Move it I mean, to does the NHL still own this franchise? Oh my God! There's, there's, there's actually an owner, but in Canada we look at that team and when they're on television and we're like, oh my God, they are like, they're a junior hockey club in the NHL. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. And they play, and they play an arena that seats what three thousand people at this point, if that. I think it's like yeah, two thousand, five hundred plays, isn't it? Yeah. So that's I mean, the, that's the point. The game I was at last night is six thousand seat arena. The, the team that I spend a lot of time with doing their PA and their music yeah. throughout the season at right. all the home games, right. that's only a 2,000-seat arena. The Arizona Coyotes are somewhere in the middle of those two teams. <laughs> like, it's just – yeah, anyways, that's another show in itself. That's another show. We can do a whole other show on the Dude, Arizona Coyotes. Send them to Houston or send them to KC. Keep them in the division. Yeah. You know, easy. Yeah. You know what? I mean uh, – being from Canada, there's a lot of places that would love to have an NHL franchise, and I think that they would be viable. Yeah. There's a there's a strong argument to be made both for and against Halifax having an NHL team. I think Halifax would be better with a CFL team, but we're not talking football. But Quebec, Quebec wants, City, Quebec City wants their team mm -hmm. back. The Nordiques. The Nordiques. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! You know, move move Arizona to, to Quebec, move Detroit back into the West where they belong, and, and you're done. Yeah. Halifax has a team in the um, in the minor leagues, isn't it? The, the AHL or W? Yeah, um, Halifax Mooseheads. You're thinking of the Halifax Mooseheads. Yeah, okay. yeah that's, that's a CHL team. Okay. That's that's actually where that Jordan Dumai comes from that I was telling you about. Okay. He plays for the Halifax yeah. Mooseheads. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see Halifax with the CFL team. That'd be great. I've been talking about having one for about forty years now. Yeah, Moncton or the Atlantic provinces, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean they would have the support. Like anytime you see well, anything, Nova Scotia, isn't that's right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the, the problem is, is that they, they have limited land area mm -hmm. where they can actually draw people from because mm -hmm. they're a smaller, they're, they're an island, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, essentially. Um, but, and they only really have two or three cities and two of them are a river apart. So they're really one large Kind city. of like Newfoundland, but, um, John? Newfoundland, not well, Newfoundland, not Newfoundland, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. <laughs> thank you. Newfoundland, yeah. Yes. Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, not to, not to go away from hockey, but I don't think an NHL team would be viable in Halifax, although they'd be more viable in Halifax than they are in Arizona. Yes. But certainly <laughs> a CFL team would do well. Yeah. Let, me, right, let me toss another city out. How about Hamilton? <laughs> Toronto would never let it happen, man. Uh, <laughs> no, the problem to. there is is that you've got the long-standing teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings, that are separated by a bridge, mm -hmm. and then you're going to throw Hamilton into the mix and no, Buffalo. Not going to work. Buffalo's and, like and, yeah, and, forty-five minutes from Hamilton. I mean, yeah. it's just exactly so that that's, that's called not saturation really work, they don't want to do that right well i could see toronto no. getting a second team before ha hamilton getting a team that's what i could kind of like la and new york right yeah now as far as you know at one point in the show here i talked about college football and and a lot of times college football um comes the, these players are coming from you know, down to earth places that in farming communities and, and all the rest of that. Saskatchewan is the same thing when it comes to NHL, when it comes to yeah. hockey, um, Saskatchewan breeds hockey players like crazy. Like they breed them like wheat. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of hockey players that come out of the Saskatchewan area. And maybe, maybe there's an opportunity <laughs> to be able to look at Saskatchewan as having a, a spot for an NHL team in Regina. I think well, Saskatoon's got the really nice arena, right? Mm -hmm. Saskatoon's got it, it. It 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 they they were trying to get the St. Louis Blues to move to Saskatoon in the eighties, if you remember. But it's yeah population. I mean, Saskatoon's got what three hundred thousand people. Um, so yeah, it's not quite enough to support. Not a huge city, but it's growing. But it would be a Saskatchewan team, just like the Rough Riders play in Regina. Everyone in Saskatoon is a fan of the Rough Riders. They go down to the game all the time. So I think it would be the same thing. But I think if Saskatchewan worked, it would be in Saskatoon because they've got they've got the killer arena there, man. It's like a ten thousand seat. Like it's really really nice. So yeah, 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 yeah. They they played. Um... Uh, they played the other version of that world championship hockey there a couple of years ago. Right, the other version. <laughs> well, the, the yeah, one yeah. that we're the one that Connor McDavid was talking about was the same kind of concept where you'd have pods yeah, and then yeah. you'd whittle the pods yeah. down into one location. Right. Well, we have the world championships coming up after the Stanley Cup. Well, I mean, couldn't they? But, yeah, and, yeah, but who's going to play? Then? Who's going to play in the world championships? I mean, Russia's not going to be invited, are they? No. No, Russia won't even be invited. No, but they can still you can still re refigure the uh, the um, system and and play pods like that. And, yeah. You know. yeah. All right, fellows, it's eight thirty-five or eight thirty-six. It's time to wrap it up. Ron, again, we love having you on the show. Elliot showing his Grogu off. Um, this is the way. Yes, this is the way. Um, and Ron, it's always great to have you on the show again. I'm going to add you to the group chat and that, that has Derek in it as well with, with the, with the four of us. And we'll get you in there. Anytime you want to come on the show and talk hockey, 
just let us know. We don't have, you don't have to wait for an invite because we'll bring you on whenever you need to, whenever you want to come on. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on. It was a great talk. Looking forward to the next couple of weeks as we get rushed, get get uh, ready for the NHL playoffs. Uh, go Bolts! Uh, I don't. Yes, I don't foresee them taking the cup this year because there's too many other teams out there that are much better than they are, and they're playing like crap. So, anyway, what's it, Elliot? It's the old adage. It's the old adage. You know, if you play, if you if you uh, play harder, if you've got the willpower to play harder than a skilled team, anything can happen. Yeah, back to back. I'm, I'm happy with the back to back cups in 21 and 20, 20 and 21. I'm happy with that. Anyway, um. On behalf of the sports nerds, we're going to call it a night. Thanks again uh, to my co-host, Mr. Ken Coslow, Elliot Biggie Lamba, John Olson, and, of course, our special guest, Mr. Ron Gallo. We're here every Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, thanks for showing up. And, Elliot, play the outro. Put Grogu down and play it. Well, there you have it, Nerd Nation. Another Sunday episode of the Sports Nerd Show in the books. And we are still alive to televised. Now, on behalf of our host, Scott, the Sports Nerd, right? And his co-host, John Olson, Ken Costco, a lovable member of the Ramp Pack, and yes, me, Big E. The entire pack would once again like to thank you all for participating with us in the past 90 minutes of Sports Max Up on the web today. So until next Sunday night, dear nation, we would like to leave you with a quick PSA. Please stay safe, please practice social distancing, and for heaven's sake, please wear a damn mask. You all just got hit with a pack ramp from the Rat Pack, and with that, fellas, we are out.